Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And today we have Jenny Rhymes, who I felt like I kind of knew before she came here because we're members of some same Facebook groups and stuff. And I've I've seen a lot of her stories and stuff. So it was fun to finally meet in person. And she's been teaching um, for a couple of decades and she's been in Kentucky and Georgia and Florida, um, teaching everything from kindergarten all the way through high school and raising five of her own kids. So all you music teaching moms out there, listen up. She's got degrees in theater and in music, and she's just recently served a six-year gig as a band director in a middle school and is now a music educator at Gateway High School in Fort Myers, Florida. Jenny Rhymes, welcome to Band Director Bootcamp. Thank you for having me. So I'm really, really glad that you're going to be here today because we've shared some some messages and stuff back and forth. And we were just talking earlier about some of the really weird and unique things we face is, you know, music teachers and moms and, you know, all the things from the pregnancy stuff through the breastfeeding, through the raising the kids. And also, we don't know where this conversation is going to take us, but we're pretty sure (laughs) a lot of you are going to be able to relate. Um, We're going to talk specifically about some of the challenges women face as music educators and as moms and what juggling um, and while juggling a demanding career with the challenges of parenting after being unexpectedly widowed. Jenny's going to share her journey of balancing teaching music and raising five kids while going through this. Um, She's going to share how she's embraced flexibility, learned to uh, accept imperfection and found herself adjusting after loss. So you guys are going to find insights that that talk to the music educator and the mom in you. And she's going to talk about some practical tips on navigating the teacher and the mom roles. So solve everybody's problems for us, Jenny. We got 15 minutes more. Let's do it. That's it. That's it. That's all I need. Solve all the problems in the world. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, a little about your background, what you're doing now and what's led you to here. And then we'll talk about some practical tips for people. Okay. Um, Well, I actually went to college uh, as a theater major. And I was like, I, I had done music since I was little and I'd been in band and I'd been in orchestra and I sang in chorus and everything, but I got to college and I really wanted to do theater, but I had basically finished my theater degree within four semesters because I took so many theater classes and the, my counselor called me in and said, you're going to lose your scholarship if you don't find something else to take some hours in. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm a music minor. Can I bump it up to a major? And they said, sure. So I took the music theory classes. Uh, oh my gosh, that nearly killed me. The ear training, uh, because I didn't start it till I was a junior. <laughs> so I'd taken like you know, two years away from taking serious music. So um, I had a lot of catching up to do. And then I graduated from Agnes Scott College in Atlanta. It's actually in Decatur, just south of Atlanta. And uh, had a fabulous time. It's an all-women's school, all-women's college. And had the most, I made some of the best friendships of my life there. And... um Live for a year in Atlanta, discovered that nobody wanted to pay me for that, for a music and theater degree. They wanted me to donate my time. And, well, 
that didn't pay the bills. So I called my parents who were living in Paducah, Kentucky, and said, um, I don't know what to do. And my dad said, well, why don't you come home? You can live at home for free. You won't have any bills. You can go to Murray State University, which is in Murray, Kentucky. It had an excellent uh, music education program. Get your degree in teaching music, and then you can go out and find a job teaching. I'm like, sounds good. Because when I checked in Georgia, they said you had one semester worth of classes and one semester of student teaching, and then I would be certified. So I'm thinking Kentucky's going to be about the same. I get to Murray State and they're like, oh, no, you have two more years of coursework because you because Georgia required one music methods class. Kentucky required instrumental methods, orchestra methods, um, choral methods, general music methods, all these other things. So I eventually got my degree and um, started my career as a music educator in um Hinesville, Georgia, just off of Fort Stewart, south of Savannah. Um, so that that's how I got started, and that was in 2000. So not, yeah, so you thought you were going to do something else and kind of just get this on the side. Well, you don't just kind of just on the side become a music educator, as you found out. Um, it's a little more involved than just that nine to five yeah. kind of gig. Um so talk to us a little bit about raising your kids and how things were working for you and then when things changed and what you've learned. Because I think a lot of us go through changes. I know I've talked to folks where whether it's, you know, death of a spouse or divorce or moving or all these things. So all of us deal in different forms of, of this. So you could talk, if you could talk to us about that, I think it'd be really helpful. Um, I don't think I realized how lucky I was until recently when Chris passed away in May and it wasn't till after his death really that I realized how much how much he picked up and how much he supported me because and I you know we read on the music teacher mommy group all these women and my husband won't do this and my husband won't help. And my husband refuses to do this. And he says, it's my job to raise the kids and I have to put the kids to bed. And I look back on the last 20 years and my husband never once said, I'm not going to put the kids to bed. He never once said, I don't want to do the dishes. That's your job. He'd be like, dishes need to be done and he would just do it. And so during those concert seasons, when I'm at school until seven and eight o'clock at night, or I'm gone from six o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, I never had to worry because he had no problem. He picked up the kids from school. He made sure their homework was done. He gave them baths. He he changed the diapers, he burped them, he gave, you know, he fed them, he cleaned them. The only thing he refused to do in 20 years was mop the kitchen floor. And That's, you know what? If that was the one thing yeah. out of 20 years he refused to do, you know what? I think I can forgive him that. Um, so I realize now how lucky I am for everything he did because it, it is a very rare man that allows his wife's career to be more important than his own. 
and he, he he made that sacrifice multiple times during our marriage where you know what I can find a job anywhere if this is the job that you want and if that means that we have to move 750 miles from Paducah Kentucky to Savannah Georgia then that then let's do it and he never questioned me um, so that got us through the first 20 years of our marriage. Um, he he was fantastic. He always held, and I, I'm not saying it was perfect because we had some big fights where he he you know he would slack off, and I'd be like, I'm the one bringing home the money. I can't just not do my job because if I lose my job, then then we're in a world of trouble. And it, it took a lot of communication, but. He, a music educator has to have support from somewhere. Yes, and if, absolutely. Uh, you know, it, there's just, it's so much more than just grading English papers. It, you it, know? It, it, it seeps into our personal lives. I used to talk about balance and I really firmly believe now it's an integration of mm-hmm. your personal, because there's that flex and it fluctuates um, and, and the like. So, things drastically changed for you almost mm-hmm. overnight. And, yeah. you know, I, I, hearing you talk about Chris, he does sound, you know, does sound like very much like my husband, who's, who is a musician and also understands that you just got to go to your stuff and, and doing the things at home as a co-parent. Um, and I couldn't imagine, I, I, I imagine there's a lot of things I didn't even realize needed to be done in a lot of cases, you know, and you were probably the yeah. same way and finding out oh, there's so many things. And so when, um, when those kinds, when that big change happened for you, um, you talked to me earlier about some things, uh, one being your priorities. Talk to us about how that imp- priorities, like what changed for you and how has that impacted your teaching and mom stuff? Um, well, I realized that a lot of the child rearing is the, typically falls on the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris and I split that much more, Sometimes it was 50-50, sometimes it was 60-40, um, especially like on the weekends. He knew I would need to do my lesson plans. He'd take the kids out of the house so that I could get them done sooner. You know, it's a lot easier to get your lesson plans done for six different classes if you don't have a two-year-old um, asking to nurse mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, and he would take the kids to the pool, and he would keep them there, and, and I'd get a text can I bring them back or do I need to keep them back out, you know, keep them out longer? I'd be like, give me 30 more minutes. Um, So that suddenly changed. Suddenly I didn't have another person to help, you know, do that. And I thank God that my kids are now a little bit older. So I can tell my 10 year old, bud, I've got to get this done. Give me two hours to get my work done. And then, and then we'll go on a bike ride, you know? Um, But I also started um, saying, no, I I, I cannot get this graded this weekend. It's going to have to wait till next weekend Um, because I didn't have that uh, another parent to help me out. I realized it was all on me. And suddenly it wasn't just that I had to fill my role better. I now had the empty role of my husband that I had to fill too, you know, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Um, 
our oldest daughter lives in Minneapolis. She's grown. She's 20. She'll be 27 in April. Um, my oldest son is at college, so he's not here. But I still have my three youngest. Uh, Caleb is 17. John is 10. And Maggie is just eight. So my two little ones, and that's what um, I think what scared me the most is my older children have those memories of their father. They're going to remember them. But how do I make sure that my 10-year-old and my 8-year-old never question how much their father loved them? I never want that to be a question in their head. Um, And I realize it's going to take me picking up the slack and making sure that I constantly remind them, Daddy loved you. Daddy is still watching you from heaven. Um, and making sure that I do all those things with them that their father used to. And that if that means that my lesson plans are a day late, then my lesson plans are going to be a day late. You know? Um, And that's hard for those of us that are control freaks. I mean, I'm just assuming you probably like to, you know. (laughs) Oh, yes. It it just totally stresses me out when my lesson plans are late. And I got to the point where I would just, I would send my assistant, my administrator, an email saying, I'm really sorry, but my lesson plans are coming. Uh, If you really need to see something, here's a picture of what I wrote. And because I I do all mine by hand. Mm -hmm. And then I type them into the computer and send them to the 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 method that we do um i'm like but if you really need to see them they're right there um but they have never questioned yeah i was gonna say and and it was okay then right yeah i think sometimes we don't even think to ask or to you know we're always giving everybody else grace and sometimes that not so yeah we have to also be able to do that and to just ask i mean and it's hard to accept it because as musicians Everything has to be precise. It's one, two, three, yep. four, one, two, three, four. And when it's not exact, we get, you know, anxious. So learning how to let go of that perfectionism has been really difficult. Like, I, I'm not going to turn my camera around so you can see, but my living room looks like an F5 tornado just tore through the middle of it. It is what it is. It is. And when your household help is a 17-year-old who is you know, in, in college level courses and an eight year old who still sleeps with stuffed animals. Mm, something's got to give. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, what gives and what that looks like, but let's just hold on for one second. I got something else here. Are you feeling overwhelmed with the never ending tasks of being a band director? Do you dream of having a strong music program while still enjoying time for yourself and your family? Well, the Empowered Music Educator Academy is here to turn that dream into a reality. Here at the Academy, we offer a comprehensive suite of resources tailored just for you. From insightful books that offer fresh perspectives to engaging courses filled with practical strategies. But that's not all. If you need a more personalized approach, you can use our one-on-one coaching sessions, which are designed to address your unique challenges, helping you find harmony in your busy schedule. And for a truly immersive experience, join us at one of our retreats where you can rejuvenate and connect with fellow music educators. The Empowered Music Educator Academy isn't just about teaching music. It's about enriching your life as a band director. We're here to ensure you thrive professionally and personally. 
providing you with personalized tools for wellness and productivity tips that last a lifetime. So don't miss out. Visit our website at www.theletterm.com to learn more and take the first step towards a more balanced, fulfilling career in music education. Because at Band Director Bootcamp, we believe in empowering you to conduct not just music, but a life you love. All right, I am back with Jenny Rhymes. And as we finish up here, I want Jenny to just take a minute. She said a phrase to me that um, I think was really important. And I found myself doing this um, in the last five, six, seven years. Um, and Jenny talked about too. And she, her phrase was, I find that I'm redefining who I am versus who I was. And whether or not you've got a big change in your life or whatever, I think all of us, you know, need to do that. And, um, what does that look like for you? Because you've taught for a while and your life has mm-hmm. changed. So what's this process like for you? Um, well, and because Chris, Chris only passed away seven months ago. And so I'm still trying to process that grief. And it wasn't like he was sick and I had a chance to say goodbye. It was literally one moment he was beside me and the next moment he was dead. So I never, I never got that chance to say goodbye. So um, it's very jarring. And then I had the unenviable task of informing his children because I'd left the house with him to get him to the hospital and he didn't come home. So not only do I have my grief to process, but I also have to help my children process their grief. So I find that... I thought I was on this one path with my husband right beside me and I had this great support and he was helping me walk this path and suddenly there's a roadblock and I don't get to go down that path. I've got to go down the side path that I had not planned on and I've got to do it alone. So I've suddenly got to learn how to prioritize different things. I've got to learn how to adapt my teaching and you know once upon a time I would call home and I'd be like Chris I'm sorry I can't come home can you take care of supper and he'd be like yeah I got it and now I'm having to tell my students no honey I can't stay I have two kids getting off the bus and I can't leave them at home alone for an hour and a half so I I used to have that safety net and I don't have that safety net anymore. So learning who I am and, and, and I, I was the, I was the leader when it came to my career and he, he like, he was pulling the house weight behind beside me and we were together and now it's just me. So I've got to decide which, which way do I go is, is my, home life more important right now or can I tell my kids listen guys I know we wanted to do this but we're going to have to put that on pause and we're going to have to do this instead and then we'll come back to it um, but on the other hand I want to teach my I want my children to learn that it's okay to put somebody else's needs first occasionally and occasionally you can tell that that's that part of your life. Nope, this. So it, it's learning to recognize what is important 
and when to take those particular steps. Um, and I don't always make the right decision. I, I mean, I make lots of mistakes and there, there are many nights behind closed doors that I cry into my pillow and I'm just like, this was so much easier when I had my Chris with me. So, yeah, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, um, be learning how to be flexible learning to make those hard decisions and giving myself the grace to say, I can't, I can't do that anymore. I I just can't. And I find myself uh, becoming more okay with saying, uh, I can't do that. Um, You know, music educators, we try to do it all. We're control freaks and we're perfectionists. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it seems like super easy when you say, oh, just saying no and all this. And we know in reality, no, because if I say no to this lesson planning, I have this stress then that's eating at me. So am I really even present with my own children because I'm thinking about what's not done or that? And so it's it's so easy to say, but it's so hard in real life. That all the obstacles being there um, and navigating it, having to do it in real time and leading others through it. Yes. Right after a pandemic where... <sighs> We had to go through all kinds of crazy stuff and all. So the adaptability, um, wouldn't it be nice not to have to be this adaptable sometimes? Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for but, being so, oh. you know. <laughs> Music teachers, we can do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for coming on here and talking about this. I think we could probably do a several hours long episode just on sharing stories of what, you know, just that I didn't have people to talk to 35 years ago when I was right. nursing a baby and I was. Women didn't teach high school band back then, right? I hid in a closet. I hid and, in a closet. That's, that's yes. two of the things that I that I wrote down is that breastfeeding in and of itself is a whole nother like skill level that if you don't know anybody in your personal life who did it, or if they didn't do it well or didn't do it long, who do you look for? Who do you contact to say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing? Um, so that's something. And then you have the whole aspect of I'm in a male dominated profession, which has its own, um, unique challenges. Yes. I see lots more episodes unfolding. I mean, there's just talking about things that, you know, just recognizing them. I mean, first of all, too, because the expectation for me was that I was doing all the evening events and everything like all the other high school band directors. When I had a principal say to me, oh, Leslie, how come all the other high school bands are at all these other events? I said, because they're men. (laughs) Let's be honest. They're not having babies. They're not nursing. They're not doing the mom things at home. I said, it's a different. And I know men have other I've, I've talked to men who are like, hey, we had other things. And I, yes, yeah, I, but when, I can't speak but to when that. when the I, baby is sick, who I, do they cry I for? I know. 99.9%, not all the time, because my yeah. oldest son was like that. He wanted me to nurse, then he'd want his daddy to hold him. There you go. Like, Best of both worlds. <laughs> but 99%, they want mama to hold him when they're sick. And I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Well, a lot of the things you talked about, you know, the adaptability and just priorities. I sometimes think my priorities could have been different when my kids were young and, you know, and and I would change things. And so I do that now every once in a while. You know, I just, even though my kids are grown, I still want to make sure I don't rip them off on that. So thanks. Thanks for sharing your story and for talking about some, you know, 
practical things too of, of what we can people can do and and the like i think um it's really helpful for a lot of us out there who are juggling two very very busy and involved and important roles right plus, plus right. all of the other things in life that go on so uh thank you so much jenny rhymes for hopping on here tonight with us and to thank you're you you're welcome yeah thanks to all you people who show oh go ahead jenny and anytime you want me to come back i can talk for hours you, got oh, you guys out there don't know this but we yeah we set stopwatches to try to keep these short because man it's we get talking and we could go on forever but we know you guys show up and want the 20 minute takeaway so today's takeaway hopefully if um you you heard something of yourself and realize you're not alone out there and there are ways to work through some of these challenges and there are some awesome facebook groups out there that are really supportive find some of those because some of the yep. music teacher ones can be a little cut through yeah no, just say so so yeah there's that support group out there of, of different kinds are super important so thanks for bringing up the topics and thanks to all you folks that keep showing up and making a difference through kids' lives for kids' lives every day through the magic of music education the work that you do matters and so do you join us next time on band director boot camp for another episode of productivity and wellness tips to make your life a little easier <laughs>